This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Everyone, welcome. It's Deanna Bartolini with the Live Not Lukewarm Podcast, and I am very excited today for our guest uh, interview, which is with Danielle Bean. So Danielle Bean is a brand manager for CatholicMom.com, which is an apostolate of Holy Cross Family Ministries. She is creator and host of the Girlfriends podcast and co-host of The Gist on Catholic TV. Danielle is also an author of several books, including Momnipotent, You Are Enough, and Giving Thanks and Letting Go. She is a retreat leader and a popular speaker on a variety of subjects related to Catholic family life, education, marriage, and motherhood. Danielle has been married to her husband, Dan, for 26 years, and together they have eight children. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you so much, Deanna. I'm excited to be here with you on the podcast. So you have a lot of things that we could talk about, but we are going to talk about, in particular, (laughs) one new book that I Mm -hmm. absolutely love, uh, Whisper. Finding God in yes. the Everyday. Wow. How did that come to be? <laughs> well, this book is actually a little bit different in kind from previous books that I've worked on. It is still very much a personal sharing, probably my most personal book, because it really dives deeply into spiritual topics and my relationship to God, my connection to God. And um, so I, I sat down to write this book. I came up with the idea for this book because I feel like I'm at an age and stage of life that my kids are older now. So you mentioned we have eight kids right now. They range in age from the oldest being 26 to the youngest is 14. So it's still a very full and busy life um, between work and family and our, our community here in New Hampshire, but it's quieter. There, It is quieter. It's less chaotic than it was in those early years when I had eight kids under the age of 12 and we were homeschooling and all the rest of it. So I do realize in this different stage of life, I'm, I'm coming to realize a different kind of connection with God, very simply that God is very much present in our everyday. And yes, I always knew that. Like I would say, yes, God is everywhere. God is with us all the time and and intellectually. But I feel like in recent years, that message, that truth has traveled from my head to my heart. And this book is sharing that, that kind of journey that I've been on, which is finding God in stillness, finding God in peace, finding God in contentment. These kinds of words that never applied to my life before. I'm beginning to discover God inside of those things. And I really want to share that with people who are at this stage of life as well, but also share it with people who are not as an invitation to draw closer to God through their everyday experiences, all the little ways that God's looking to connect with us every day. You know, as I, as I read the book, you said you wanted to share this experience with those who are at that stage, but also those Mm -hmm. who are not. And so as I read the book, I thought, oh my goodness, like every 30 year old needs to read this book, right? (laughs) Just so that they stop looking for God in all the places we think we're going to find him and realize that he is literally right in front of us. Right. Right. I think that that's so vitally important for us to realize. And it sounds so simple, but actually recognizing and living your life 
in accordance with that truth is a very challenging thing for many of us. Today's world is so busy. We're so distracted. There's so much noise. We pile so many layers on top of God that really it's a revolutionary concept that, oh, we don't have to find God. We don't have to seek God. He's right here. We need to settle ourselves down enough to recognize his very real presence in the, the people that he places in our lives, in the work that we do, in you know everyday pains and sorrows and joys and challenges. He's inside of those everyday moments. It, it is so true. And I, I know for myself that when I, when I remember that consciously, very consciously, and I go about my day, the things that I normally would think are interruptions or annoyances, mm -hmm. you realize that that's not what those are. Those right. are the things that God asks us to do to step outside of our list, our, <laughs> you know, all the me stuff, right? To step outside of ourselves and to enter into that conversation with somebody maybe you don't want to have a conversation with, or, you know, the child that is interrupting you or the coworker, you know, for the hundredth time is asking you to help them with the copy machine or what, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever it might be, right? It's those small things. Um, right. And finding peace is huge, especially now it's the Easter season, right? And so many of our readings that we read, especially the gospels are all about Jesus coming to his apostles and saying, peace, I give you peace. Because that that's what God wants, right? Absolutely. That's what he wants. And I think that, that we, we kind of got to come to terms with that idea that, and, and this has been an ongoing lifelong struggle for me, that my spiritual life is not something I'm going to do. It's not something I'm going to accomplish. I'm not going to impress God with my words that I say in prayer, with my performance in my relationship with him. And, you know, that's the key word there, relationship, that it's not about something I'm going to accomplish. And I think too many times we tend to, especially those with type A personalities or, or busy mamas who are, who are, you know, have multiple responsibilities. We, we tend to think of things as like things I need to check off my list each day, prayer time, check, you know, and really it's not something we're going to do. We're not going to, you know, we don't make ourselves saints. We allow God to make us saints. We don't find God. We allow him to find us. We enter into that relationship with him. He's always there, always present, always inviting, always calling us into deeper relationship with him. And our job, our role is to respond to that, to enter into that relationship with him. And honestly, it is so much simpler than we sometimes make it inside of our own heads. We, we feel like, uh, and by simple, I don't mean it's easy. It is a, a, a very, in, a very big challenge. It's, it's a, a challenging thing to do, but recognizing the simplicity of that, that God is calling you into relationship with him. He wants you to be with him. That's it. He doesn't need you to do a, a song and dance number. He doesn't need you to impress him in any way. It's, it's the same way when, when you're with a baby, right? What does that baby mm -hmm. do to impress you? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> and yet it is one of the most satisfying things in the world to hold a baby and just right. look at that baby. And, you know, and that's an experience um, that really, I think, transcends age. It also transcends gender. Um, and I think mm -hmm. the other, that's the other thing I appreciated about the book is that I definitely could see it being a book that men as well as women are going to enjoy. Um, 
Yeah. That's sort of a new thing for me, right? I'm yes. always talking to women. I'm always, and of course, they're always going to be the ones that are at the heart of my ministry and everything that I do and everything that I share. But yes, you're right. This this book is not written for, for women in particular. Of course, it's written from a woman's perspective. And um, some of the details that I share were going to be uniquely from that perspective. But I, I do believe this is this is not just my calling, you know, of course, everybody's details are going to vary, but it's every person's calling. Everyone is built for relationship with God. Let's talk about what that looks like. Let's talk about how that plays out in your everyday life. And let's talk about some of the obstacles that sometimes we put in our own path with regard to our relationship with God. I think obstacles are things because, because we look at it instead of as a relationship, as a task. And so then mm -hmm. we have to make sure we're sitting in the right chair. We have the right book. We have the right pen. We have the, we really don't need any of those things because just right. anytime we offer up a moment or five moments, whatever it is to the Lord, he takes that and honors it and he shows up. Right. Right. I think that's a good point to make because I hear from people all the time and, and I understand this mentality. We feel almost paralyzed because we've got this idea of what my prayer life should look like, what my, my connection with God should look like. And it's this ideal idea of perfection that we're not there yet. And so we feel kind of paralyzed. Like, how do I do the first thing toward that? Or maybe I need to get the right tools in place, the right resources. I need the right book, or I need to find the right program. I need to do the right retreat. And then I'll be where I'm supposed to be with God. And God is only asking us to enter into relationship with him. The only tool resource thing you need is your human soul. That's what it's built for. That's what you're made for. And God is calling you to enter into that relationship with him. It's as simple as spending five minutes in, in quiet and opening up your heart and sitting in the presence of God. It can start there. All those other things are fantastic. I'm not saying don't do the retreats, don't use the, the, the books or the other kinds of spiritual resources, but it's, you know, don't think you need to wait for the right circumstances or the right stuff to get started. Yeah. Really, you are the right stuff, you know, um, you just need to enter into it. The other, what I really, a couple of things I really liked about this book. Um, first of all, the saints that you mentioned are some of my favorites. So thanks for, thanks for doing that for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Happy to do it for you. But um, one of two things really in the, in the back of the book, uh, you have a set of scriptures that go along with each chapter and then a mm -hmm. series not a series, but rather just an assortment of prayers. So of course the scripture is all, you know, old because all it's from at least 2000 years or more ago, but the prayers just right. range from, you know, very familiar to maybe ones that are not as familiar. Like I love the litany of trust from the sisters of life. So you include a wide yes. variety of, like I said, scripture and prayers. How did you come to decide which ones and, and, and to include in that. Yeah, I, I was really motivated by my own selfish wants because I wanted this collection. I, so it, well, for the scripture passages, for example, I, I went through each chapter and I do, I, I mentioned scripture throughout the book. I, I quote scripture. And so I pulled those pieces from each one and put them in a, a passage at the end of the book, chapter by chapter, so that this can be a, a useful way for you to read a chapter and then go to those scripture resources and read those passages on your own and spend some prayer time just reading those passages passages because they're all related to the theme of that chapter. So that's a nice way to kind of dive deeper into this in your own prayer life. 
collection of my favorite stuff, stuff from tradition, some of the classics, of course, but then um, some lesser known prayers from the saints, um, from, you know, St. Augustine and um, others that, that really just speak to my heart and that I think put into words different approaches to God in prayer. And um, so I think that there's, there's enough of a variety there between the old and the new and the different kinds of saints and um, different uh, kinds of spirituality that people can find something that really works for them. So if you don't know where to start with your prayer life, I really wanted those, those parts in the appendix to be useful resources for exactly that. Like you can just take this book, you can read the chapter, you can spend time reading and praying over the scriptures that are, are quoted at the end of the book that are related to that chapter, and then use some of those, those uh, prayers for springboard to your own conversation with God. Yeah. I think those prayers that are written out, the prayers of the church that have been passed on for, for years and years are so important because they can provide a springboard, but always with the realization that there's no one prayer. All prayer is good. And, mm -hmm. you know, if you're having a bad day and your only prayer is, Lord, I'm having a bad day and I really need you to help me, then that's a legitimate prayer. Absolutely. Um, that's a legitimate prayer because again, it's that sense of relationship, right? Um, putting God into our everyday. And that's what I loved about the, the chapter titles and the stories that you had. You know, it wasn't about, you know, when you went to this beautiful cathedral and this perfect mass with the perfect priest, with the best <laughs> homily, it was just, it's your life. And mm -hmm. when we realize that God really is in the messiness and the day-to-day -day of our life, I feel like there's a shift. Right, right. It becomes more of that kind of unceasing prayer that St. Paul tells us about, right? Where you can, if you can be in continual conversation with God throughout your day, I think sometimes we have a tendency to compartmentalize our days like, oh, you may, you may have a half hour devoted to prayer each morning and that's a wonderful thing. But then do you bring that into the rest of your day? Do you bring that relationship into the rest of your day? Our relationship with God is meant to be a natural thing. He's God, our father. So I like to, as a parent, I find that really meaningful because I think every parent can relate to that idea of that bond you have with this, this tiny child you already mentioned, like holding a baby and being in relationship with that baby is just one of the most meaningful connections you can have. And we're called to have that kind of relationship with God that's as natural as that, that's as loving as that, that takes so little effort on our part for, you know, just existing. We please him with our very existence. He made us good and he loves us as he made us. So recognizing that, but then also recognizing the, the beauty of the connection of a child. Like I always remember that time when my kids are like, kind of like toddlers or beginning walkers that they're fully connected to me, their mom, right? Or their dad and continually turning back to me, even as they're exploring their new spaces or trying out new skills or climbing the stairs for the first time, whether they get hurt and they're, they're turning to me or they're given some special joy or satisfaction in something they did, they're turning to me to share that experience with me. That's what we're meant to be doing with God. We're meant to be turning to him in the joys and the sorrows, the ins and the outs, the everyday up and ups and downs of our our everyday lives. And the more we cultivate that habit of turning to him, the more it becomes a natural part of our everyday existence. I think that's like one of maybe the, the ultimate spiritual goal is to have God just be a natural part of your everyday existence. You know, just mm -hmm. to be in that continual conversation, like, like you said, like St. Paul says, that pray without ceasing. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that you're 
you know, in church kneeling down with a rosary 24 seven, it means that you, you offer up whatever it is you're doing for God. And that's, that's a way to pray without ceasing, you know? So the guy who cuts you off in traffic, um, you know, the, the slow, the lady at the checkout, who's just taking forever with the clerk, all of those things are opportunities for us to take a deep breath and say, okay, um, let me let that go and enter into whatever it is I need to be doing at this moment, instead of getting aggravated with people. Imagine if we did that, our blood pressures would all like just, that would be so good. Um, so where can one find this lovely new book? Yes. Yeah, so it's available for pre-order now. So, um, and you're going to want to pre-order because there's a special offer, but it's at ascensionpress.com. Um, you can follow me on social media. I'm linking the book all the time on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. I'm Danielle Bean. Um, but at ascensionpress.com, you can pre-order the book. And when you do that, you get access to the free companion journal. And this is the only way you can get access to the free companion journal is by pre-ordering. And pre-order is only going to be available throughout the next month or so. And then books are going to begin shipping. And then that's going to be the end of your access to that free copy of the companion journal. And I, I love the companion journal. We women, we love companion journals, don't we? We love yes. to be able to, <laughs> I always look for that whenever I, I buy a new Catholic book by an author I love. I'm like, okay, where's the journal? Because we can use it on your own. It's designed for use on your own. If you just want to download it, print it, use it for your own prayer time, your own reflection, or using in a group. Um, if you have a women's prayer group and you want to go through this book chapter by chapter together, it's really a wonderful tool for that. Discussion questions based on the themes of each chapter to help you really dive deeper and not, you know, dive deeper, but then apply these themes to your own life. Look for these themes in your own life. That's really my great hope in writing this book. You know, I'm sharing my stories and uh, they have a limited uh, amount of application to your life. But what I'm hoping that my sharing my stories will do is encourage others to see their own stories, see God's presence in their own lives and the details of their own stories. And that's really what the companion journal helps you to do. And so whether you do it with a women's group or you just have a good girlfriend you want to meet with once a week, or you want to do it in your own private journaling prayer time, it's really a useful tool for all of that. So if you pre-order the book, you'll get immediate access to that free companion journal. All right. And then of course, then the book will be sent to you. And Danielle mentioned this the other day, because we spoke the other day on Instagram. And I loved what she said. What Danielle said was when you pre-order something, like most of us, we tend to forget, did we actually order something or not? And then when it comes in the mail, it's like, <laughs> surprise, a present. Um, and so that's another reason to pre-order. Uh, I would also add you could send the link to someone who wants to buy you a Mother's Day gift if you're a mom or a Father's Day gift um, and just send them that link from Ascension Press, which I will drop in the show notes. Um, so that's a nice, fun gift. But not only that, you said something just before we started talking about where you can find the book, just the idea that God is in all of our stories. And when mm -hmm. we take the time to see that, then as we move forward, we're not thinking where was God because we know where he was and he was right there with us. And for me, that is so helpful as I go through the next, whatever trial is happening in my life, because I remember that God was there. And so he's going to be there again. 
Right. Right. I think that that's a really, a really good point to make that the more we make that habit of noting him and, you know, whether you're journaling about it or bringing it in your prayer time or, um, you know, remembering it in various ways, the, the more that becomes real to us. And then we begin to see him in places we never saw him before. We begin to recognize his presence in all of those parts of our day that we tend to think are separate from God. I know that I used to fall into that habit of that's my prayer time. The rest of my day, God doesn't, God doesn't care that much about that. Like I'm, I'm driving the kids to soccer practice or trying to figure out what to make for dinner or whatever. He loves us so much with such a deep and personal and intimate love. He wants to be exactly there, even inside of our busy days. I like, you know, we women, we love to talk about Mary and Martha and we can all sympathize with Martha because some stuff just needs to get done. Right. And yes. so we're, we're, of course, and thanks be to God for women who are doing all those important things every day, but we can be Mary on the inside. And the more we practice that, that sitting at the feet of Jesus in our own hearts, even as we go about the busyness of our days, the more we're going to grow in connection with God and fully become the people that he's calling us to be. I think that is so key is that the more time we spend either just literally in that quote unquote prayer time, but really just praying as we go through our day and bringing God into all of our situations, then we really do become the people that he's calling us to be. We can't help it. Right. You know, it's like, there's that, that quote that you become like the five people you spend the most time with. So if we invite God into all of our moments, then we're spending time with him. Um, yeah, make one of them God. Right, exactly, exactly. Now, that's not a heretical statement, okay? I'm not saying that we're all going to become God. I'm not saying that. But but we're made in his image, and that's what we're called to do. We're Exactly, We were, and we're made in his image and to have a life of abundance and, so, and freedom. And so that's what he calls us to. Um, and if putting him reminding ourselves that he is in all the nitty gritty makes, makes it less gritty. I think <laughs> Yeah, that's a really great way to put it. Deep theological statements from Diana Bartolini. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, that, that is, it's, he's there, you know, he's there. Um, and I think this book whisper of finding God in the everyday, seriously, almost every page I thought, oh my goodness, like, was Danielle inside my head? Um, and again, I, I didn't actually read the book. I devoured the book. I, and I tend to do that with books I really like. I read them quickly the first time. And then I think, okay, now I'm going to go back. So now I know that when I get my hands on the companion journal, really to dig in, spend some time with it um, and, and ponder it, you know, and see mm -hmm. how does this apply to my life? Because that that's what this podcast is about, right? It's about how do we take the things of God and apply them to our life so that we do remember who do we belong to? We belong to him, you know? Right. And, and he makes That's so good. Absolutely. So anything else you want to tell us about the book that we maybe haven't said? Um, well, I think I want to encourage people to check out the book and, um, regardless of the stage of life you're in, but also regardless of the kind of season that you might be going through. You know, sometimes I kind of push away books on spirituality if I'm going through a tough time, like, 
I don't want someone preaching to me right now about, you know, how, how I'm supposed to be more connected with God. Or if I'm going through um, a challenging time where I'm very busy, like I don't need another person laying guilt on me for the time I'm not spending in prayer. And um, really, I wrote this book to be very accessible to people in wherever you are, to be a very doable first step toward just beginning to consider some of these ways that God is looking to connect with you inside of your everyday moments. And it very much is an invitation. I'm never looking to judge people, never looking to condemn people, always looking to invite people in. And I hope that by sharing my stories, I'll encourage you to look for God in your own moments, look for God in your own everyday ins and outs, those tiny details of your everyday that you might be tempted to think he doesn't care about. Ultimately, the message I want every reader to come away with is that God does indeed care about those very tiny things, those little moments in your day. He cares about everything that you experience, everything that you desire. And he's always, always present and calling you into further connection with him. That is very true. He, God is always present and always calling you to go deeper. And I think uh, that would be a great not lukewarm challenge for our listeners is as you go through this week, let the challenge be, where is God calling you to go deeper? Look for him. Um, and where is he calling you to go deeper? And go there. Because when you go there, he's going to be right there with you. And the rewards far outweigh the risk, right? Far outweigh the risk. Absolutely. So, all right, Danielle, thank you very, very much. I am going to have all of the links to follow Danielle on social media, as well as where you can pre-order the book so you can get the companion journal. And if you have any questions, you can also you know, just ask Danielle on social media. She'll be happy to answer them. And I hope you all have a wonderful week. And don't forget to always live not lukewarm. And Danielle, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Thanks God for listening you, to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on notlukewarmpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at Bartolini at mediaangels.com.